0: Hey guys, and welcome back to Core Meets World. Uh, This is episode three. Um, First, I just wanted to say thank you so much for tuning in. When I started this project, I really did not think anyone was going to listen to it, if I'm being honest. So, you know, being able to hear, you know... uh, just feedback on the episodes like people referencing like parts of the episode they were like 40 minutes in like that's just so crazy to me to be able to see that people are actually like tuning in to court meets world and i don't know i'll just like i'm really overwhelmed by that and i'm really excited for um for the future of this podcast because i just wasn't expecting to like actually have an audience i'm not gonna lie to you but you know i am um I'm really excited about that, and I'm really happy that y'all are enjoying the podcast. I've gotten a lot of positive feedback, so, you know, so I'm really excited about that, and genuinely, thank you so much for tuning in. It really means the world. Um, So, yeah, so to start off today, I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about the podcast, I guess, um, in its entirety, and my plans for it, just to give everyone some details and a little heads up on, I don't know, like, the future of Core Meets World, So, um, first of all, I just want to talk about the guest. So, obviously, last week we had our very special guest, uh, our first ever special guest, Tolu. Tolu came on the podcast. It was a blast. It was an amazing episode. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that, go back and listen to uh, Tolu's episode. It was amazing. Um, They did an amazing job, very entertaining. Um, But that leads me into my next thing. So I just wanted to say... Basically, I'm gonna do a guest every other week, um, and probably I don't know. I think in a few months of just in a few months of doing that, then I'm gonna choose someone to be a permanent co-host on Core Meets World. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, I think that'll be really fun. Um, it, 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 it could potentially be Tolu, but like if they if they want to, but you know, just let me know like how y'all feel about that. Um, I would say the count is about 30 people have asked me to be on the podcast. So, yeah, (laughs) 30 people have asked me to be on the pod, which is exciting. Um, but yeah, we're gonna go through, have some hosts here and there, and yeah, we're gonna pick a co host. I'm excited, I would love to have a co host on Core Meets World, that's gonna be really exciting. Um, another thing regarding the podcast is, um, I really, really, really want to implement a video feature, of course, because I know a lot of people. A lot of people don't want to just a lot of people aren't podcast listeners but they will watch something you know they can't like just focus on something that's just audio but i mean y'all y'all can just like play this in the background while you study or while you clean or like you do music like i don't know but i i agree i like video podcasts better too um so i really do want to implement a video aspect of it however comma i'm not exactly i don't know i just feel like there'll be so much work like cutting the podcast up and getting it scheduled is already kind of a lot which doesn't sound like a lot, but it is because I have to like go back and listen to all this uh, myself and like, you know, cut out the unimportant parts or the controversial or the controversial parts, you know. Um, I definitely have to do that a lot with Tolu, uh, with uh, Tolu's episode. Uh, not necessarily their fault, definitely mine, but, you know, cutting out, you know, parts that shouldn't be in there and et cetera, et cetera. So that's already taken a lot of time. So when I add a video aspect to that and like the video editing and You know attaching it to the podcast actual audio like that's going to be a lot so i got to figure out a way to do that i would actually love some help with that so if anyone just is a huge fan of corby's world (laughs) if corby's world and likes videography or recording or photography anything to do with cameras you can reach out and maybe do some pro bono work for the pod maybe help me out with the video with the video aspect of it i would love that um but enough for the boring stuff um this is kind of the like core meets world section like where i'm just talking about my life um yeah so i'm just gonna give a little life update right now like where i am what what's going on what i'm doing um so like i talked about in the first episode you know like this semester is definitely like a um how do I say it? It's definitely like a self-care, self-preservation semester, because I feel like I really needed that after last semester. Not just last semester was great. I had a blast. It wasn't bad at all. But I feel like I was getting consumed. Like I was saying before, I was kind of getting consumed with those around me and not really leaving any room for myself, if that makes sense. Um, so, you know, like I've, I've really like took initiative with that and like really done things that are benefiting me. And, you know, just kind of putting myself first in that sense. But, I mean, we already talked about that. But now I kind of want to talk about, like, what that's looking like for me and how that's changing some things in my life. And I would definitely say it's had a big, it's caused a big shift, y'all. Like, you know, like, all the things I'm a part of, all the things I do on campus um, are genuinely things that I'm enjoying. So while I'm, like, always busy, like, two to three meetings in practice, you know, like, Volleyball practice every day, all that like well, not volleyball practice every day. It's like three days a week, but you know what I mean. Like you know those days of class, and then like two meetings back to back, and then their meetings overlapping, and then sprinting from meeting to practice, and you know like all that sounds hectic and terrible, but like really, it it genuinely is so rewarding to me because I have the opportunity to explore so many things that I enjoy, um, so many things that, I'm injo- that I enjoy, and I've had the opportunity to also be on exec for every club i'm in on campus and i love all the clubs i'm in so it's just like an amazing opportunity to be able to have an impact and and you know just just spread it to other people um but yeah also i would like to like i i don't know i just feel so at peace y'all like i don't know why um i do think it has a lot to do with like you know i was saying like the self-reflection over the break and removing those people and things from my life that weren't serving me um like I genuinely feel so at peace all the time, um, you know. Uh, I'll do like a rosebud thorn with my friend Nick at the end of, at the end of some of our days, and I, I genuinely have had such a hard time finding my thorn, you know. Like I just don't. I haven't allowed things to stress me out, you know. If I can't get to it, I can't get to it. I prioritize school, and prioritize you know those commitments I've made while also simultaneously prioritizing myself, and once I realized that that's the key, like, I genuinely am so happy at this point, like, I don't know, like, I'm just, every day is a peaceful, I love, you know, another, another aspect of that is, you know, this semester, I am in all major classes, so I have three major classes, two business classes, and uh, honors class, um, so it's just been, I don't know it's been great I love all my classes I've been having fun in class I look forward to class like you know sorry um it's just genuinely been such a rewarding semester already and I'm just so excited um and it's just been so much advancement for me not only professionally but not only professionally and academically but personally but enough about me (laughs) sorry um enough about me um I want to implement this new segment, right? It's called Alert Core Liner. Now, if you don't go to UNC, you might not understand this reference, but basically, when things happen on campus, you know, like a thunderstorm or, you know, things, when things happen on campus, we get a message called an Alert Carolina. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to implement a segment called Alert Core Lina, which is just, my take on some things going on, on campus, so, yeah, this is the first, uh, this is the first episode, we're doing Alert Coralina, um, I only have one thing on the docket, because, um, for Alert Coralina, um, as far as campus news, and it's just, oh my god, this is not, this is really off-brand for me, y'all, but I'm gonna talk about the basketball team, because, like, wait, (laughs) you know, like, I'm really not a, if it's not volleyball, I don't really care about sports, um, but, Carolina basketball, like, I went to my first UNC basketball game last week, I think, and they are doing amazing, like, they genuinely, they're doing great, they're winning, we're, um, I feel like this could be our semester, not semester, our year, sorry, our year to beat Duke, I mean, we already beat them in football, I had an amazing time that night, um, last semester, So I genuinely feel like this could be the semester where we beat Duke in basketball and I finally get to rush Franklin. Um, Yeah, I better get to rush Franklin, y'all. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, Yeah, like I know it's kind of off brand for me to talk about basketball. Like y'all know, I do not care about basketball. But I'm just really, really impressed by the basketball team. Like I really, I don't know, I'm really excited for them. They're doing great. They're fighting for it. They want it, and I can respect that. um yeah, it was really entertaining to watch. I went I really enjoyed the basketball game. um what was it? uh number three was it number three Cormac Ryan, that's what it was. Number three. Cormac Ryan put on an amazing show. I don't really understand why certain people on the basketball team are more so like known than others. Um, you know, like everybody, you know, throws around the Baycott name, the R.J. Davis name. What about Cormac Ryan? And that's what I was thinking the entire game. Maybe it's because I don't ever talk to anyone about b- basketball, so maybe he is more popular. But I just, I, I, I mean, Baycott did amazing. Don't get me wrong; like he he deserves his like fame well, not fame, his uh, notoriety, his credit on the on campus that he gets. But I just feel like Cormac Ryan put on a show. Maybe I'm being biased. But I was just watching, you know, the game. And I kept noticing he was shining. He was a star. Him, it was him, RJ Davis, and Baycott for me. And, you know, Baycott and RJ Davis are obviously very, uh, very known. But, you know, that's not the point. Um, But, yeah. Um, Yeah, I think Cormac Ryan needs to get his 10s. Can we give Cormac Ryan his 10s? I mean, like, we appreciate Bacon and R.J. Davis. They're amazing, obviously. They do great. And they get their credit for being great. But can we give Cormac Ryan his 10s? Uh, maybe, you know, I might be wrong. People might be giving him his credit, and I just don't ever listen because I never pay attention to basketball stuff. But, yeah, let's give that's, – that's just all I wanted to say um, to wrap up our Carolina basketball segment. Like, let's give Cormac Ryan his 10s. <laughs> give him his 10s take away too because he ate it up again okay moving on um let's get into the charlie d'amelio controversy we're gonna go we're gonna go into the now we're moving into our my transitions are not smooth at all y'all but now we're moving into the pop culture aspect of corby's world where i'm literally meeting the things going on in the world um and we're gonna clock charlie d'amelio the charlie d'amelio controversy um this to me was very forced I think people are trying to find something to be mad at her about if that makes sense. Um now I understand that being at the caliber that she's at as an influencer like there she's held to a certain standard and I and, that, and that's okay. You know, like I I completely understand you know that since she is, she she chose that life of fame and whatnot and as a result, she's being put under a microscope. However, comma, she's a human, and I feel like I get so tired, especially the younger celebrities. I'm I, at this point. Charlie D'Amelio is not an influencer; she is a celebrity. There is a distinction, and she has exceeded the influencer um, reach. She is a celebrity at this point, and and yeah, yeah, that's all. But I feel like with the younger celebrities, people just don't. People act like they've never been young before because, like, I personally know that if I was put under a microscope like Charlie D'Amelio was, because she's our age, I think she's my age, she's literally 19 or 20 or something. So I know that personally, I would have been canceled. Like, there's no, not even canceled, but in controversies because the way the standard that they hold these celebrities to. These celebrities did not ask to be a role model for y'all's children, and they definitely didn't ask to be a role model for the adults. She's a 19-year-old girl. Oh, I I just realized I didn't even tell y'all what the controversy was. I am such a bad, I am such a bad host. So basically, what <laughs> I'm just going on and on without even explaining what happened. So basically, Charlie D'Amelio. If you don't know who Charlie D'Amelio is, she is. One of the biggest TikTokers of all time. She surpassed 100 million followers in like 2021 or 2020 or something like that. She's one of the most followed people on TikTok. Um, she is pretty much a B-list celebrity at this point. You know, B-list is not a jab. That's very amazing. She's she's very up there. Um, she's hanging out with the Kardashians, all this. She has her own show, has a reality show on Hulu. She's a 19-year-old girl that got rose to fame on TikTok. Basically what happened is she was in the Bahamas and she was recorded while she was drunk and the thing is there was nothing bad about it she was just drunk you know like her friend you know recorded a snapchat video while she was drunk um while she was drunk and i think she may have been slurring her words or something like that and people jumped on her and said oh like charlie charlie's over charlie is underage drinking well blah, when at the whole time, they're in Bahamas, so the drinking age is 18. She's a 19-year-old girl. Why can't she have a drink or two or three or four? You know, like, I don't understand that, and I don't understand why people are holding her to this standard as if we, I don't say we, as if they weren't drinking when they were 16, 17, and 18 in in the United States where it's not legal. But you're getting mad at her for drinking legally in another country? Ugh. Anyway. So, yeah, that's basically what happened. And what my point here is, is that people really need to stop holding these celebrities and influencers to this standard when they didn't ask for that. Like, sure, they asked for the lifestyle of being famous, but that doesn't correlate to them asking to be your child's role model or be your role model or whatever. And this isn't even a good this isn't even a good instance of that, because in this instance, y'all just found something to get mad at her about because she's charlie d'amelio like sorry like she can't be i don't know i don't even i don't even know what else to say about that i'm not gonna beat the dead horse but speaking of dead horses megan the stallion's new single (laughs) oh my god you know hold on before we before we move on I am so sorry <laughs> I really shocked myself there Because I didn't know where I was going with that Wow I really shocked myself there Because I be saying stuff sometimes y'all Like I'm being so real I be saying stuff sometimes And I swear it don't mean me Because genuinely when that came out of my mouth I was in shock I was like what? <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> oh my god Wow Um Yeah but, yeah, um, speaking of Dead Horses, Megan Thee Stallion released a new song last night, y'all, called Hiss. Now, y'all know what I'm about to, how I'm about to, take. I've been waiting for this. I have been waiting for this since, I've been waiting for this since she dropped, uh, I've been waiting for this since the court case with Tory Lanez. Because I knew that when she came out with music, she was going to throw a jab at the Queen of rap. And, and, and y'all know how I feel about Nicki Minaj. She's my favorite. She's, she's my favorite artist of all time. You know, like she's untouchable. She is, she's top five greatest rappers of all time, dead or alive, not female. I'm talking about Nicki Minaj right now, not the horse. Nicki Minaj is one of the greatest. I will repeat it. Nicki Minaj, write this down. Nicki Minaj is is one of the is top five greatest rappers of all time, male and female, dead or alive. Now, with that being said, I'll, I, I'll say this as a stand, as a barb as a as a diehard supporter of Nicki Minaj. Nicki was asking for this. I will say that Nikki was asking for this because Nikki has been jabbing at Megan for what a year, not even a year, more than a year, two years or so. Nikki has been jabbing at Megan. I mean, their beef is not their beef. That has nothing to do with me. I don't care what happened. And I will say I respect Nikki because Nikki is one of the only rappers today that still raps. thats still the whole point of rap. rap came from battle rap. That's where rap came from. And nobody seems to want to, everybody wants to play victim, and everybody wants to say, you know, let me just, let me, let me, I keep jumping ahead of myself, y'all. Let me, for the people that don't understand what I'm talking about, let me just paint the scene, let me scope the scenery out. Let me explain what happened. So, Nikki and Megan, they were close. They had a song together in Hot Girl Summer. I don't know when that was, 2020, 2019. I don't know. Um, They had a falling out. And from there, I mean, Nikki. Once you get on Nikki's bad side, she's gonna—you're gonna catch strays in her songs. And I respect that about Nikki. I love that. If I was a rapper, it would be the same way. I would be—you know—as you. I mean, you saw the jab I just gave Megan by calling her a dead horse on accident. That was on accident. Imagine if I sat down and wrote. You know, like if I was a rapper, everybody that I didn't like would be catching strays. So I completely understand that. That's what rap is about. So Nikki, you know, Nikki's been poking Megan for the the past few years. Um, she said it started, it didn't start here, but this is just, um, this is just, um, oh, well, it started kind of in C and green when she said, um, my margarita pizza with Parmesan and garlic, these just alcoholics. It started there. That was the first jab Nikki threw, I think. And then of course with Red Ruby to Sleeve, she says, I don't go horses since Christopher Reeves. She says she don't mess with horses since Christopher Reeves. Y'all realize that Christopher Reeves um, is a man who had a horse accident and died the, day, the, the, the year that Megan Thee Stallion was born. So Nikki has been p- poking the bear. And then, of course, she um, she also said, uh, what did she say? The 40 caliber make her dance like a go go. Nikki said that, right? Y'all realize that Tory Lanez had a 40 caliber? And she and, and in the court files, they said that Tory Lanez pointed the 40 caliber at Megan's feet and told her to dance. So Nikki said that 40 caliber dance like a go-go. Super facts. That's where the super cat. Yeah. So Nikki just dropped. Nikki has been. Ugh, Nikki has been poking Megan. Nikki has been poking Megan to get in that studio. So that's one thing I will say is that that's that basically what I'm saying is Nikki has been asking for this. Nikki has been asking for it. And she got what she wanted, you know. Like she really, she got what she wanted. However, I'll say this: Megan, Megan cleared. I will give it to it. Megan really gave Nikki a run for her money on this song. Like I first listened, I was kind of bored with Megan's new single. Um, I was really bored actually. Um, but. I listened to it again because I I was enjoying something about it It was something that I liked about it on the first listen. But I was still really I was but I was still kind of bored with it. So then I went back and listened to it again in my AirPods. And I was just like, oh, this flow is mean. This flow like I was just stuck on her flow. I was like, this flow is this is rap. Like she's really. Yeah, this flow was crazy. Like I was just like, this is insane. Like this is this came from Megan. That's what I can say. I feel like I can really pinpoint when there's a right when there's a ghostwriter there. Megan wrote this song top to bottom. I can. This is Megan all day, and you know the. And I figured out the reason I was so bored with it on the first listen. The reason I was so bored is because Megan has been recycling the same flow since Cash. Ooh, not Cash. Shit. I wouldn't say Cash. I would say, I would say around Captain Hook era. Whatever album that was on, maybe be maybe it might have been Fever. I don't know, but Megan has been recycling this flow and I'm just so sick of it. Like I'm so tired of this flow. Like, I mean, it's effective in the sense that it's, and I'm not talking about, Megan changes her flow throughout this song. I'll say that. And I'm talking about one particular part where it's just like, this is the same flow, but I will say there's, there's another part of the song where she switches her flow and I'm like, Oh, this is rap. Like this is, this is new. Like there is a new flow in there, but I'm just tired of hearing that same the same flow from um, that cash era. I feel like she needs to start recycling it. She needs to just, you know, but there's a section of the song where she just tears it up, y'all. Like she, she I will give Megan her 10s on this. I'm giving Megan her 10s on this. This is a good single. Is it gonna flop? Yes. Because y'all support her on Twitter, but y'all won't buy her music. And I don't know. I don't know why y'all don't support her. I don't know why y'all don't give her her 10s her fans I'm talking about her fans because her fans are really excited about this now I haven't even gotten to the nitty-gritty of this topic y'all though I was just that was just me setting the scene explaining the explaining the Nicki Megan lore and giving my opinion on the song now we're about to get into what happened last night when this song dropped so I'm I'm I usually catch bars I am a I am a I am a big rap fan, so usually when I first listen to a song, I can catch the bars. I I'm a Nicki fan, like you know that's like the whole point. Nicki, with listening to Nicki, you gotta have that ear to hear those bars. Um, sorry, you gotta have that ear to 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 hear those bars. And surprisingly, sorry, huh? surprisingly, I didn't catch the bar for Nicki. And I'm su- I'm really surprised I didn't catch it. I'm really surprised I didn't catch that bar. But Megan, Megan, Megan ate. Like, I got to say, like, even as a Nicki fan, Megan ate. She said, hold on. I'm going to pull the lyrics up for y'all because this was good. I will say, all things considered, this was really good, Megan. She says, um... You ain't scared of Megan. You're not mad at Megan, you're mad at Megan's law. And that was the bar for Nikki. I think I honestly feel like that was the only bar that was really for Nikki. Um she really ad- she got a lot of people. She she clocked uh, apparently she clocked Drake, Rihanna, Nikki um and a few other people. But um yeah she clocked a few people on this song, but that bar was for nikki and If you don't know what Megan's law is, Megan's law is the law that requires sex offenders to be registered on the list now I'm not gonna get into i'm not gonna get into how nasty that bar is, and I don't mean nasty in a bad way I mean nasty in a in a in a in a way that's like Oh, she's done playing. Like that was that was nasty, and I'm here for it. I am so here for it, Megan. You cleared, you cleared. I will give you that. I'll give you that. I don't like you, and I don't really like a lot of your music. But this 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 record cleared. You got your you got your ones with Nick and Nikki. (laughs) Nikki is a Sagittarius because and the thing is, Nikki is a Sagittarius through and through. Nikki did this song came out at twelve last night, y'all, right? Nikki got on live at twelve thirty. <laughs> Nikki got on live not even an hour later and bullied Megan the Stallion. <laughs> She's a Sagittarius. Because one thing about us, one thing about us as Sagittarii, we are real. So if we don't like you, we're gonna keep our distance. But when you when you poke us, oh you better hide. Oh, you better run. Because that bar, as soon as Nikki heard that bar, Nikki got in the studio. Nikki is a rapper. Nikki is a rapper through and through. She got in the studio. Megan, Megan got that little one. Megan got that little one. But I'm when I tell y'all, I am scared for Megan The Stallion's career. Because let's not forget, I feel like y'all seem to forget. Y'all seem to forget that Nikki. Nikki, no, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm adjusting. Um, Because I'm about to really get into a few things right now. I think y'all seem to forget that Nicki Minaj is the same Nicki Minaj that single-handedly ended Lil' Kim's career with one song. She ended her career with one song, and then the rest of the songs were just um, assault to injury. Because Roman's Revenge completely... Destroyed the foundation of Lil Kim's career. It destroyed it. And then she she wanted to have fun, so then she released "Stupid Ho the song, the um the other song Lil Kim. Um, how you how you gonna play the stunt? She said, She said Lil Kim was gonna play the stunt double to Michael Jackson's monkey. She said, "Look, bubbles, go back to your habitat." M J called, and he ain't having that. She said Lil' Kim looked like Michael Jackson's monkey, y'all, and laughed at her face. And does not forget. And that's not, and I understand y'all are going to be like, oh, that was Lil' Kim. Like, she, Nikki, isn't that battle rap girl. You know, like, I know what y'all are thinking. But y'all forget she did the same thing to Remy Man. I mean, Remy Ma. <laughs> See what I mean, y'all? I'm really unwell. Why did I say that? But she did the same thing to Remy Ma she said how you going how you how you how you uh what did she say what type of bum shoot a friend over a rack what type of mother leave her one son over a stack like y'all forget that and Remy Ma hasn't been seen since Remy Ma has not been seen since y'all so she so let's just let's just do a history lesson here Destroys Lil Kim, tears up Remy Ma. And y'all, Lotto, Lotto, Lotto thought she was doing something. She said, "Thought I was gonna kiss her ass." She must ain't took her meds. That's what Lotto said about Nikki, right? And then she said, and then you know Nikki obviously had a little, a few, a few shady bars in a song. And then Lotto going to release, put it on the floor. Now I'll tell you right now. As a Nikki fan, I loved Put It On The Floor. That song was so good. But anyway, y'all don't realize it, but, I mean, all of us saw it. Put It On The Floor was a song calling Nikki out saying put it on the floor. She, I mean, she quite literally says it in the song. That was for Nikki. Like, she said put it on the floor. I feel like Shawnee. Yeah. That was for Nikki, y'all. She told Nikki to put the beef on the floor. She wanted Nikki to come out. So then Nikki says... Nikki basically name drops this woman on her album and said, I mean, locks hoe. You use a chop hoe. I'm number one. Y'all go argue over top foe. Clean sweep. You get mopped hoe. Nikki said that on Pink Friday too. So so Lotto says, put it on the floor. And Nikki says, clean sweep. You get mopped hoe. So she didn't even have anything. Like,. <sighs> So let's just, nobody, like everybody that has tried Nicki bar for bar has lost miserably. Everybody who has tried, let me repeat that. Everyone who has tried Nicki Minaj bar for bar has lost. Now, I do think I will say this. This is why I'm so excited about this little beef. Because I will say out of every female rapper we have out right now. Megan Thee Stallion is the most worthy opponent, opponent, pen-wise, because while she does have ghostwriters, she does write a lot, and she is a great writer. Nicki Minaj does not have (laughs) ghostwriters, that's a whole other thing, so that's another thing. These girls don't write their own raps, Nicki does, Megan does, so this, uh, I do think Megan is a worthy adversary, and I do think Megan is gonna give, um... I do think Megan is going to give Nikki a run for her money, but Nikki is going to tear her up, y'all. And Nikki, resp- oh, to go back to what I was saying, Nikki responded within 30 minutes of Ni- Megan dropping the song and good on- got on Instagram Live. Nikki got on Instagram Live and said, how you got three Grammys and can't catch the beat? <laughs> She said, "You got three three Grammys and can't catch the beat." And then she mocked her flow, which was hilarious. She mocks her flow, and then she she releases a snippet of a song. So this is this is the thing. I knew that Nikki, I knew that Nikki was waiting because we were all waiting for um. We were all waiting for um, Megan to come out, right? Bad bleep. She likes six foot. I call her Bigfoot. She fell off. I said, get up on your good foot. Y'all, that was just what Nikki came up with in 30 minutes. Y'all, Nikki came up with that in 30 minutos. And you know Megan only got one good foot now. She got shot like she said get up on your good foot y'all she told her to get up like she came up with that in 30 minutes nikki is coming roman is coming and y'all when roman come out because roman didn't even come out for uh for remy man or lotto last time last time roman came out for another female rapper was lil kim and that was a bloodbath so all I can say is prayers to Megan. Um, you did it. I respect you for having the confidence to think that you can go against Nikki. Um, I, and I, I would like to say thank you because this is going to be really entertaining for us. However, I am going to say sorry. I'm going to apologize to you now for the way that Nikki is going to tear you up. Oh, she's going to tear you up in the studio. Oh, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry, Megan, but it's nothing personal. At this point, you're just collateral damage. Um, you're just collateral damage, and, and, and that's okay. But, yeah, um, this was this may be a little bit of a shorter episode, but we're going to wrap it up there. Um, I think that, that that topic enough is going to, I feel like this Megan and Nikki beef is going to probably appear on Cormie's World Weekly because this is going to be going on for a while. And there's going to be updates every week. And when Nikki drops her official response track, oh, oh, Megan, you're over. You're chopped. You're cooked. (laughs) Like, (laughs) but yeah, good luck to Megan. Um, Rest in peace, your career. And yeah, I think this has been a good episode. Thank you all for listening. If you got this far, I love you the most. Because that means you are actually listening, which is really crazy. I still can't wrap my mind around the amount of people that are listening to these episodes all the way through. Like, I really, I don't know. I just can't express how appreciative I am genuinely. Um, It definitely means the world. (laughs) You get it? Because, like, it means the world that you're listening to CORE meets world. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was lame. Um, Yeah. But, yeah, um, I hope everyone has a great rest of their week. Um, once again, thank you for listening and yeah. Bye guys.